When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back with another episode of the College of Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. Uh, it's 500 life on Causeway again, guys. It's up to 2020. We are back. Before before Sean gets into his like 2020 vision pun, that I, I feel like I can already smell it right now. Let's let's try to figure out what, what happened this past week with the Celtics team. I'm beside myself, and, and I'm jumping to conclusions. I need you three. We'll, we'll get in our. We'll, I'll bring our guest in a second. I need you three to help me, you know, talk talk me through this. Well, what's going on with this team? Guys, 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 hindsight is always twenty twenty. So just remember that, okay? <laughs> in the scheme of things. I'm glad we got that out of the way. 30 <laughs> seconds into the podcast. <laughs> There's that pun. Run with it. Joel, don't put it in the, in the, the uh, description. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't care if you do. But, That's in the title, bro. That's in the title. But, but seriously, guys, <laughs> I mean, a loss against the, the, the Utah Jazz is one thing. But, you, you know, that's like the least of the concerns <laughs> when you look back at the last four games with the Celtics team. Let's break it down. Let's bring in uh, Zach Pelequin of CausewayStreet.com. Uh, let's see if he's the voice of reason once again. We haven't checked in with him in quite some time, so so maybe that's what's been what's been missing on this on this podcast and in in life in general for this Celtics team. <laughs> maybe, maybe some maybe some Zach Pelequin vibes can actually you know salvage things right about what now. Is this this right now, twenty twenty <laughs> damn Celtics team. What's going on, Zach? How you been? I've been all right, gentlemen. How you been? You sound just as excited as these Celtics I know, fans. Right? You sound thrilled right now, bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame him. He's got. He's got like the rest of us. He's got to sit through this. You know, this these games, these roller coaster up and down Celtics team that we're that we're trying to figure out. Zach, I, I mean, listen, we can start with Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown. We, we can go that angle. We can talk about Brad Stevens and just overall, is this team just not buying into Brad anymore? I mean, Zach, you know, you, you're the guest here. You haven't been here in quite some time. I, I'll let you choose. But where do you want to go? Where do you want to start with this? Well. I've been saying it on Twitter and anyone who will listen to me for the last probably month and a half, maybe even longer than that, that at some point the guys at the top have to be held accountable for what you're seeing on the court. You know, I, I've been saying it, you know, those, those that small movement at the end of last year after we got knocked off in the Eastern Conference Finals that people were saying, oh, you know, Brad's got to go, Brad's got to go. I didn't buy into it then. But as this season has gone along, you've got a team that looks an awful lot like they're sleepwalking. And typically when that's happening, typically when that's happening, you usually have to question the coach. And I've, I've been on top of that for a while now. And I, I've gotten to the point where I'm not saying it anymore because I'm not even getting a response out of anyone because I think everyone else is thinking at this point now, finally, too. But you don't but, even want to, yeah, I told you so. No, no Zach, I would. I, I definitely Nah, I mean, <laughs> not yet, not yet at least, right? I guess. Not well, I've, I've just gotten to the point where it, you, you can't say it anymore because there was just there was just such a harsh uh, blowback, you know, when when initially I brought it up as something that you know people need to 
kind of come to grips with the reality. And here's the thing. Brad Stevens is not a bad basketball coach. I, you know, I firmly believe he's a very good basketball coach. He can still be successful. I just don't know if he can be successful here anymore with these players. And I, I say that because we, you know, we watched the first four years of Brad Stevens out there, uh, have a bunch of players that were overachieving pretty much every single night. Awesome team to watch. And he always had these guys up ready to play. What happened? What happened the next, you know, now three plus years where things have completely turned around, it feels like, and he has no touch with his, with, with his, um, you know, his locker room and his players. You know, it feels like as soon as Kyrie Irving walked through the door, uh, and, and, you know, they, they were able to get a, a deeper, more talented team. You know, what happened to space and pace? What happened to, you know, this team that, that played this fantastic, uh, perimeter defense, you know, being able to, to switch off and having this positionless basketball, which now it seems like every time you flip on the, the, the TV to watch this team, it's just, it's lost. You know, it feels like they're lost and we're not getting that same product anymore. We're not getting a team that was just so gritty and, and, and wanted to be out there and looked like a team that was going to give it all. And now, you know, where's that message? Where's that team? You know, I, I haven't seen it in a long time now. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I, I agree with you on some of that. I mean, the frustrating part of this whole thing is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like, li- the, the, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Why are they trying to play exactly like each other? Like, why, why do I, why do they like try to mimic each other's game so much that it's like, uh, like they, they literally do the exact same things well and they literally lack in things. And it really, you know, it comes down to, and maybe maybe we're getting to that point, and I don't know if we're there yet, but like, you got to pick one maybe, and you got to maybe move on from another one. I don't know, because if you look at sort of just like how they're playing, they're both playing really well. But if it's not turning into consistent wins on a team that's obviously talented enough to win in this Eastern Conference, then what, what, are, you really, what are you really getting at? So I don't know, Zach, if you think, that it is time. It, it how how do these two stars coexist? How do you how do you see that happening? And and do you think a change is maybe not imminent, but maybe you know maybe it, yeah, just worth yeah. looking into. Yeah. Well, again, I roll it back to again. My theme is going to be the guys at the top, and what I mean by that is, you know, at what point do we look at Brad and say, okay, you're the basketball genius. You know, we want to give you all this credit for being this great basketball mind, the next Greg Popovich, all of this. How can he not get two of the best talents, two two top at worst fifteen talents in the NBA, unable to 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 play with each other, to be able to put this team as one of the top at worst, one of the top two or three teams in the Eastern Conference now. You know what? I think we all kind of uh, whistled past the graveyard, if you will, when Gordon Hayward left this offseason. You know, I think a lot of people just kind of said, you know what? Gordon is, you know, he's an extra piece. You know, he's had his injury uh, you know, history. He's had his problems. And when he left, I got this whole entire, you know, I said that that's a big loss. That's a big loss. Now I was more pissed off that it didn't turn into something that we weren't able to maximize an asset that was leaving the team. But we still got that player exception. You know, we can mm. sit here and talk about that all day long. That, that isn't going to be anything until the off season, apparently, according to you know to, to reports. But and you know, and <laughs> and <laughs> but you know, Gordon Hayward walks out that door, and it looks like a lot of cohesion and the movement of the basketball kind of went out the door with them. You can either sit here and blame Danny Ainge for not bringing in someone to help facilitate what they're doing. 
or you can blame Brad Stevens for not getting his two star players to be able to play together and coexist together uh, within you know the, the system that he's laid out in front of him. And for me, I just find it hard to believe that you can't find a way to get both these guys to maximize the types of players that they are. Yeah, they're perimeter guys. Uh, you know, with with the ability to get to the rim, the ability to get to the free throw line. Um, there's a lot of ISO that's starting to develop with them, which I don't love uh, between the two players. But at the end of the day, I find it hard to believe that you can't find a system that gets the most out of both of those guys and allows you to be able to utilize some of the um, you know some of the role guys or, or anyone else. You know, including Kemba, including uh, you know some of the other guys. I find it hard to believe you can't do that. But is the system that Brad wants to put in front of them the right one? Is his message the right one for them? That's what I'm starting to question. Well, I shouldn't say I'm starting to question. That's what I've been questioning for most of the season at this point, is that maybe it's just what Brad wants to do isn't necessarily the answer. You know, I mean, we, we, had, we had Pippen and Jordan on the same team. Not that they were the exact same player. Right. But, you know, there was, there was a way to get these guys to coexist. We've seen it all throughout the history of the NBA, that two players who may have fairly similar skill sets can play together and can be successful. Now, you want to ask the question, is the rest of the team potentially the issue? Eh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, this, it's, it boils down to inconsistencies, right? That's like that's been the main theme of, of the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, they brought in, I know it's not anybody's favorite player these days, they brought in Jeff Teague because they knew that Kemba was going to take, you know, a little a little bit, to get going, he's not playing back to backs. Um, you know, no one expected Marcus Smart to get injured, and even since he's been back, I know it's only been a few games, but he's not doing the playmaking that he was doing before the injury. And you know, Pritchard, how I many? That's a lot to ask of, of Pritchard to come yeah. in and be like, "All right, man, just let's get it going here and get and get all your teammates, you know, set up here and 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 score at the same time." Let's be realistic, right? <laughs> so, what I want to know is, for the sake of argument, let, let's say. Firing Brad, what does that solve? Right now, the middle of the season, at, at twenty and twenty, getting rid of Danny Age, what does that solve? Nothing, and even like uh, uh, using this TPE or going after a big fish, a big you know trade target, does that really solve this team's issues right now? At the end of the day, I do think. I mean, I think so, but I want to let Zach answer the question, Sean. No one gives a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do, but you know. <laughs> So the second part guest. Yeah, I really think. So tell you what I really think about it. Like um, a ten-year-old kid with freaking times. Hey, grown men are speaking, Sean. You wait your turn. <laughs> but, but but but. you want to honestly take that question. The, the, what do you what do you mean? Like you need to make a change. Like, exactly. You're, you're, okay. Okay. And I know. I know but, you need to make a change, but one. It's it's several changes. It's not one. It it's not yeah. one or two changes here. Realistically, right? We all know that you're not going to get Harrison Barnes. Well, I, I don't, you know, they're the Kingsbury came out and said that's not going to happen. They're not going to trade him. So who's who's at the top of the food chain here in terms of like realistic gets that's going to make a difference? That was my favorite one for the record, Zach. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> I think it was a lot of people's favorites because it was it was realistic until this until the Kings pretty much stomped on it. Yeah, well, I mean, Boston is in this really really difficult. Panning to the to the right, if you will, to talk about Danny Ainge and the actual roster. I mean, it's tough. It's very, very tough. I there was I think it was Kevin Smith on Twitter said the other day that you know what move realistically can you make right now as the Celtics to be able to say, oh, poof, we fixed the issue. And I don't know if there's a singular 
player per se. And, and okay, so if you maybe you go get Luka Doncic, okay, yeah, well, all's forgiven, all is great. Go 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 get Nikola. Uh, Jokic. Go get the Jokic. Yeah, go get the Joker. Yeah, sure. Maybe that can fix your problem. But okay. these aren't players that are available. Um, and even, you know, you tear down to, you know, call it a third-level star, I don't know if there's one right now that you can pull off the shelf that be able to fix the problems immediately for Boston. But I think the next question that has to start to develop in the mind of leadership or the front office or Danny Ainge is, okay, just like Sean was saying, is it a situation where you got to move on from either Brown or Tatum? Or is there a way that you maximize the rest of this roster to build it around those players? And you'd think if you put those huge extensions on both of those guys, that you'd say, those are our guys. That's what we're going to move forward with. Let's find a way to build a team around those two players. So the rest of the roster becomes you know, whatever you want to do with it. Almost the way that Houston did everything around uh, around James Harden and uh, Chris Paul for a few years. That's almost the kind of dedication that Boston needs to have besides those two players. And that's why I say there's nothing off the table at this point. If it ends up firing a coach that you've had for now, what will be eight years? If it even potentially brings Danny Ainge's job into question, who's been here for what will be about, I think it's 14 or 15 years. It's all got to be on the table because you have to, at this point, say we got talent. We got the players that we said that we wanted to get, two top-tier superstar players who are just getting into their prime. Well, okay, you know, we got to be able to consider everything else because you've got the two players. Who, 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 what two other players could you ask for right now? You know, what two other talents could you possibly ask for? So everything outside of that. But in terms of being able to fix it in one fell swoop or, you know, one uh, wave of the magic wand, I don't think that that guy is available or out there. Or can Boston even get their hands on that guy? Because quite honestly, I keep hearing, you know, you go on on Twitter, you talk to, you know, Celtics, well, this player exception is player exception. The player exception doesn't mean anything to someone else. It means nothing. It's just a way to be able to absorb, uh, you know, someone's salary coming back to you, which is great. But that only helps when you have good young assets that have small salary that you're sending the opposite way or draft pick compensation that you're sending the opposite way. You don't have either of those things right now. You have Robert Williams, who is starting to look good, who who may be the big story out of this entire season so far. That's your one tradable asset right now. And you know what? If you keep sucking, maybe you're draft pick too, but (laughs) that's about it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about Kemba because I think Kemba is the one like situation that makes me think that gives me some hope in thinking that this team because uh, at least in, in the postseason you know at the stretch of a schedule you're playing every other day and you see them coast through and we've seen glimpses of Kemba and how special the team looks or at least how he looks and, and how this team meshes you know as a cohesive unit when he's when he's playing at that high level obviously you can't rely on it a lot to Joel's point I mean it's kind of hard to find consistency when he's you know missing the second night of back-to-backs and the schedule only going to get only gets tougher from from this point out but I mean between that I don't okay I'm in the camp of of thinking at this point I think the Celtics I they Stevens has lost this team as a whole but with Kemba and when they're playing at a specific level when when they're playing at a high level with Kemba and and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown I I just it's hard for me to believe that this team can't at least you know get a day with the Nets you know or, or you know one of those top teams in the East in the best of seven series, how they do it, how this roster is going to look between now and then, I'm not quite sure. But are you in the same boat and thinking that Kemba Walker can really, 
you know, how he finishes the rest of this regular season can dictate how deep this team really goes? Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is this, you know, in the bubble in the playoffs we saw last year, that, that uh, trio of Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum play incredibly good basketball at times. You know, we saw the potential of what they could, could be playing out there along with Marcus Smart, who was excellent in that second round series against Toronto. Um, and, you know, at, at times against Miami as well in spurts. But the problem is the consistency, you know, being able to stay consistent. But Kemba, I mean, assuming he gets healthy, he can get onto the basketball where he can be the player that he's capable of being, there's absolutely potential for them to get better and get back on track. The problem is that once you lose that confidence, and we've seen it happen to great teams, I mean, look no further than the Boston Celtics two years ago, when they lose that confidence and that focus on what the uh, the goal is and what they're trying to do, it's hard to get that back on track. So can Kemba get going, get a little mojo going in this team? Can Marcus Smart and the, the leadership that we've heard about for years now that Marcus Smart brings to the table, can those guys come together and, and, and maybe be the answer to some of these problems? Absolutely. Here's the thing. I don't think that the Celtics team is lacking a, a lacking talent, top-end talent on that roster. I don't think that's the problem at all. Is the bench a little weak? Absolutely. I think if you want to look at anything that's maybe the, the, the roster weakness of what they have right now, one, it's not getting anything back for Gordon Hayward. You lost a star. You didn't bring anything back. Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson were not the answer as much as we would have liked the, them to have been. I don't even know if I could sit here and, and say with a straight face that Miles Turner and Doug McDermott or anything else like that in, in return for Gordon Hayward would have been the answer to the, the talent issues that they have off the bench right now. I think oh, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you really want to get down to it, it's the fact that you've had two drafts in a row right now that have produced zero players that you can actually use. You know, you've got, you've got two straight years of guys like Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, Aaron Naismith, uh, you know, this year, well, Peyton Pritchard, I think he's, he, he might be the exception to the rule. You know, Carson Edwards, who I remember on draft night, we were all sitting there. Yeah, Carson Edwards, this is going to be great. <laughs> what the hell happened there? <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got this grouping of players, this turge of, you know, five or six players at the back end of the bench that are just unusable, uh, most nights. I mean, you get small performances here and there, but no level of consistency. Uh, Robert Williams, like I said, he's finally starting to look like the player we thought that he could become. Uh, but at the end of the day, is that enough right now coming off the bench or, or, or taking over that, that, that five spot for them? I don't know, you know, but uh, when it gets down to it, is, is there something that we can look forward to to say, you know what, maybe just maybe, yeah, if Kemba gets back on it and, and Marcus gets back into the lineup, I still think there's, it's the internal optimist of me that there's absolutely a way back into it. But I do start to worry at this point with the with the the negative thoughts that are in the minds. And you watch these guys just it's it feels like they get to that moment of of truth and something goes wrong and there's just this this look and this feeling. It, it feels like two years ago where, you know, it just something's not quite right. And I don't know what it is, but it's um, you know, could they get there? Yeah, but uh, I don't think they will. Yeah, two, two years ago, <laughs> two years ago though, it was it was the the the, uh, the too many cooks in the kitchen, right? So now now here yeah. we are, two years later, talking about like, oh, do we need to trade Jalen Brown or, or or Jason Tatum? Like, I just I just feel like the Celtics in the beginning of the season were like, you know what, we're going to sacrifice some wins just so Kemba Walker is going to be healthy towards the down, you know, the stretch part of the regular season and into yeah. the playoffs, right? So if the Celtics are still banking on that, if the Celtics really believe that that Kemba's going to be right come, you know, the end of the season and into the playoffs, then 
you know, like you said, that's maybe the only silver lining here or, or light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the Celtics. I mean, wherever they wherever they fall. I mean, right now they're looking like a six and seven seed rather than a than a three or four seed like they were in the beginning of the season. I mean, the fact that they started the season eight and eight and three, I believe, right? And then there have been like twelve and seventeen since. Like it's just it's it's crazy to me because of COVID, obviously, because of injuries. And now it's just like trade this player, trade this player, and trade and get rid of Brad and get rid of Danny. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, only one player. It's a difference between last season and this season, right? If that, if that, okay. So I mean, you so look I mean, at how many games did he actually play? But yeah, yeah. But right. you look at you look at the Heat, who started off under five hundred the whole season, and now they're ahead of the Celtics. Charlotte Hornets, same thing. They were under five hundred with no expectation, and here they are. I think they're the fifth seed. So it's like. I'm I'm pretty sure no one was talking about firing Spolstra when they started off as shitty as they did. Spolstra's right. got an NBA championship though. Well, that's true, but <laughs> <laughs> but but when's the last time you won a championship though? And Jimmy was out for most of that time too, so you know, Jimmy. So I don't, I don't know. It's just it just it's just like this this like this crazy do one thing or do another thing. It's I don't I don't know. That's not going to solve anything in my opinion. So then, so I, I know, I know where I was at, but you said this twice now. So like, what, what do you think? What, so you, you do think that not, they should just do nothing and just. No, I'm not saying they should do nothing, but I just think that realistically, one player or even two players are not going to solve the Celtics problems. What they need is bench help, right? That, that, I think that goes without saying. I think we've been saying that for the last two seasons now, correct? So if they could add to the bench, you know, maybe that, that helps in the terms of having Kemba not play the back-to-backs because I think Kemba not playing back-to-backs and, and Smart still not being right, that's affecting this team in a big way because there's no ball movement. There's, mm. there's 15 assists a game rather than 25 to 30 assists a game. And I think that's when the Celtics are at their best is when that ball is moving and not the ISO hero ball shit that we've been seeing. <laughs> Agreed. And, and I'll, I'll further that with this. Um, Two things that I have two, – two themes outside of players and coaches and front offices that I have kind of seen for this year that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is, one, parity in the Eastern Conference. I mean, right now, I for as horrible as it's been, for as terrible as it's been to watch, there's still seven and a half games out of first in the East. <laughs> like, that's, that's really not that far. If they run off 10 no, straight – It really, like, it just magnifies how, like, the East should help you in that sense. You should be a top two, top three team. Well, yeah, true. But if you think about it this way, they get their feet underneath them. They start playing the ball that they should be capable of playing. Maybe, but maybe there is a move to be done. Maybe it's a you know a, a periphery piece that they're able to bring in, or maybe Robert Williams. You know, we see him take a, a big step forward. Something clicks between him and the starting lineup, uh, and, and Brad moves in that direction. This team's still not out of it. You know, so there is a lot of parity this year that I don't think people are talking about. I mean, you take a look, I'm looking at the standings right now. I mean, you go all the way up to the four seed heat, you're talking about a difference of a game and a half. You know, you win three or four in a row, you're right in the top four seeds, you're well, right behind well, Milwaukee. I, and that's it. We, when we're on a four game winning streak here, all of a sudden everything's fine. We're in fourth place. <laughs> it's true. You lose three out of four, and then all of a sudden you're like, we're in a fucking playing game? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No? So yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, Joe. I mean, it's just an Eastern Eastern Conference clusterfuck, and mm-hmm. they can't seem to find their way out of it. 
which is even which to Sway's point and what I'm feeling is even way more frustrating because they shouldn't be in this cluster of fucking the hornets and the hawks of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, man, it's just it's it's frustrating because you see there is a clear hierarchy in the East. There's the top three teams. Those top three teams, I truly thought the Celtics would be smack dab in the middle of those top three teams uh, this year and be that made a top four of those. You know, maybe Philly sort of overachieved a little bit, but you know, Brooklyn, Bucks, Sixers, Nets. I mean, uh, Brooklyn, the Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics. That should have been the top four, and the, and the everyone else in that top four seems to be doing just fine. It's, there's only one one team that really is, you know, extremely underachieving, and that's the Celtics. Man, and uh, the fact that we're sitting nearly halfway into the season and at a 500 records. This is this is the type of just so you know, this is fucking like pre Isaiah Thomas records we we're talking about here. <laughs> okay, this isn't. Uh, how about the uh, how about the free throw record? Uh, how about the franchise Celtics free throw? How about getting to the line what four times in in one game? Three out of four. Well, Three out of four. <laughs> Yep. That's a byproduct of an offense that you run that's catered to perimeter play. I mean, come on. At some point, you got to – if you're going to play iso ball, some of that iso has to be plays going towards the rim, being able to dribble drive, being able to get to the rim. And you just – I've had that argument for eight years now ever since Brad Stevens came in. Too many three-point shots and, and, and live and die by the three. And that's a consistency issue. If you're shooting a three-point shot, I'm sorry. You're not – the game hasn't changed so much that you're going to shoot 50% from three every night. It, it just hasn't happened. That's not the way that it is. You will have to get to the rim. You will have to get to the free-throw line. And that was the thing that we were talking about by the end of last year of, of Jason Tatum. If he developed a game that got him on the line for that James Harden extra 10 points a night, because he's sitting on the free throw line knocking down free throws, you know, that, that huge difference in your offensive game for the entire team. Foul trouble for some of the best defenders on the op- uh, the opposition, and, and it would be an entirely different look. And that I do kind of put on the shoulder of Stevens, that you've had an offensive game that has played an awful lot to that perimeter style. You know, that, that's where it's going to leave you. This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts But real quick, the other thing that I think, you know, we haven't talked much about and that I haven't heard much about is that this COVID restart slash end of last season is another part that I think people do. We haven't really given much credit to. They didn't have much of an off season. You had about, what, 30, 30, 45 days and the season started right back up. So there's a possibility in my mind that there can be some mental fatigue with these guys, younger star players who really didn't have an off season to kind of go out 
and you know uh, go play in the in the summer leagues that they usually play in and learn some new things and work on their game the way that they normally would have and i look at guys like jason tatum and jalen brown who are very dedicated players i mean it's not a question of hard work with those guys but they didn't have an offseason to really go work at their game and go learn something new um so for me it really hasn't been talked about enough to say you know that's not a lot of time to be able to turn around, as, you know, from season one to season two. And, you know, there's a lot of focus that I think may have been lost in that. If you remember back to the beginning of last year, last season, which was now, what, like three years ago, um, <laughs> they, were, they were coming off of that, uh, the, the FIBA World Cup, I think it was. You had Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason yeah. Tatum, and Mark Smart, who all played together. They came back from that, and we were all sitting there saying, wow, these guys are really close. These guys, you know, are, are, are friendly. They look like they're focused. It looked like they shook off the, the Kyrie Irving, whatever the hell you want to call that, and they were ready to go. And they came out of the gate, if I remember. They actually played really well the first you know, 15, 20 games right out of the gate. Looked like a very focused team. They didn't have the benefit of that offseason and that type of refocusing this year. So I think there is something to that as well that really hasn't been um, you know, considered. And I mean, you look at the teams that are successful this year you know the 76ers you've got a, a more veteran core of, a, of, a, of an Embiid and maybe Simmons to a lesser extent but a, a, you know a few more veterans who've been around who have been through it and they were also knocked out of the playoffs in the first round last year the New Jersey Nets or uh, the New Jersey Nets <laughs> 57 years old bro I know right still okay okay so 2012 all over okay, again boomer. <laughs> Yo, the, 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 the freaking Brooklyn Nets the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, yes, those guys. I mean, their core, all veteran players who've been around for you know close to ten years apiece. So they've been able to kind of focus right in, and it's a brand new team for them. So their their core is very much brand new. Again, a team that didn't really go all that deep in the playoffs, especially the players that are actually on the court for them right now. So I think there's something to that as well. You know, you've got a young core that's still very much learning. So to blow up a Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum duo at this point, or even talk about that for me is super premature. But um, yeah, I mean, just, just two two things that I've thought about throughout the course of this year is the the, the parody we've seen in the NBA. That is, it. I honestly love it. On any given night, you can see someone on the outside of the Wizards. You know, anyone can beat anyone, and then no off season. I think those are two uh, external things that we've um, we've also seen contribute to what we're looking at now. All right, Zach, this is my I'll get you out on this one. This is my last question, and you know, in in light of of trade season, NBA trade season. Oh boy. It's been a while, right? That's a lot of Isaiah Thomas talk. Well, for more reasons than than one, but everyone's talking about that's the last time this happened. So this fans pipe down, relax. That's the last time we've seen a midseason deal. So you know, looking ahead, uh, the next time we'll 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 be on the mic will be before the deadline, or or at least right after it. That the the day of when the when the smoke clears. So before before we get to that point, you know, we're less than a week away. Give me give me a prediction, realistically. You know, if you had to predict or if you if you were Danny Ainge well I shouldn't say that because if you're Danny Ainge you're going to reach for the stars right <laughs> realistically what, what if you had to make a prediction what happens next week I, I think we'll see something happen uh I won't <laughs> I wouldn't go out there thinking that we're going to see like I said that that third star fourth star level player I don't think that that move is out there for him don't be shy put, put someone out there Who, who's going to be rocking a new you know a new Celtics uniform oh man that's tough not prepared for that one. Um, <laughs> you didn't think that far ahead, did you? <laughs> nope, not even close. Uh, Sean, Sean's got plenty of names, Sean. Come on. Are they, 
Towns. You can take that one. Jalen Brown for Anthony Towns. Show him, the, show him the lost and found, bro. Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> what else you got in there? How about, Lamarcus Aldridge? How about LaMarcus Aldridge? That's a lost, that's a lost guy right now. He's, he needs to be found. They ain't going to trade for him. Buyout market. I'm talking about buyout, bro. We don't even talk about trades. Well, I guess, okay. That's right. talking about. He's okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said throw a name out. That's the first name that popped in. I, I really like him for a buyout option. What about John Collins, even though the fucking Hawks have a better record than us? <laughs> I would love John Collins. I think that that would be a really good fit. Perfect prototypical big guy for, for Boston. But now, I don't like, like I said, you're in this weird place now where it's like, okay, well, is Robert Williams now becoming that guy? You know, is he becoming a guy? Because now it's you're, you're almost planning for the future with you know with, with what Joel was saying. It's like, you know, do you really want to deal in any major deal that you do right now? You're losing Robert Williams. I will tell you that right now. There's no team that's going to look at this Celtics roster and say, oh yeah, I'll give you you know my third or fourth or you know whatever best player or anything of real value and say, yeah, I'm not bringing back Robert Williams. Or an unprotected draft pick, which I don't know right now if that's something that you'd want to do if you're the Celtics. But um, I mean, I love Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that would be a fantastic grab for them. But I mean, does Lamarcus Aldridge want the Celtics at this point? You know, if you're if you're the third seed in the East, better record than the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we can't keep doing this. The, 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 like I don't know how we can. It's a different role, Sean. All right. Yeah. The Spurs Spurs already said that he's not part of the future. He's chilling at home. He's making a decision. He just needs to change the scenery, Sean. No, that's what Sean's saying. Sean's saying he's going to reach for the stars and go to LA. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Put his sunglasses on and enjoy himself. And I get what you're saying. You know, play 12 minutes, you know. The Spurs and be like, ah. Okay, now I'm free. You know what? Let me go to what? a worse team. Let me go to a worse <laughs> team. Let me, ship up, let me ship up to Boston and change my life. Yes, yeah. maybe, John. Maybe. All right? But you know it's the East, it's the East we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like all You right, still have to right. deal with the Lakers out there in the West if he does choose a Western Conference team. So Honestly, yeah. all right, Kings are the only option. And I know that they've been shooting down to Harrison Barnes stuff. But if, Harry, if it's not Harrison Barnes, it's literally who else? All right, I got another name, Sean. Give me a second. Jeez, you were the worst during trade season. Right. The only the familiar the, face. You guys know I'm about to say. Al Horford. Oh, all right. Yeah. The price isn't that high, Zach. And what I mean by that is, obviously, you, you got you to go pick heavy here, right? You know, a bunch yeah. of first picks. Um, well, I use the word bunch loosely. Uh, <laughs> right, right. You I know. Think, I think uh, the issue with him is not a the price. Of wings. I don't think the issue with him is the price to acquire him this year. It's the next two or three seasons, whatever he's got left on his contract. That's what it is. All right. Well, Zach, what do you think about that? Well, I've been saying it all along that the player exception, if you seriously want to end up using it, he might be the type of player that you have to consider is that you're going in to get a contract that the team doesn't want. We all know that OKC, for his, he's actually played really well this year, but, but for – as well as he's played and for as much leadership he's, as he provides, Sam Preston's not exactly looking for a 35-year-old center to be, you know, uh, the pivot point to what he's doing over there. Nah, and, sure. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but he, and he's trying to have every draft pick for the next 10 years, so I think we can add to that for him. Um, not that I think the picks are very good, but at the end of the day, <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, you, you he's see, like, he's you like, I, I got plenty of those. What the fuck else do you got for me? You know, yeah, what, yeah. Else, what else you got to offer? The TPE, I mean, TPE does nothing think, for me. I think he would get rid of that contract, though. I, I think, I think the price is a lot lower than than people would think. I don't think it's going to take too much to pry Horford loose if they wanted to do that. But the problem is, 
and this is where Danny Ainge drives me freaking nuts, is that he wants to hold on to this player exception like Brad Beal is going to be the guy you're going to fill that with. It's like, no, you're going to get a – you're either going to – if you want to just use the exception and not trade away a bunch of assets, it's got to be a player that the team's looking to get rid of that contract. And Horford would definitely classify as that guy. And the article that I wrote about a month or so ago, um, Horford's the perfect fit. He really is in terms of he's a leader. He's been with Stevens. He's been with a lot of these guys. He's got an incredible amount of respect. A lot of a lot of players have the respect for him. His skill set fits that team very well. You can use Kemba in that high screen and roll that he used to run with Isaiah Thomas. There's a lot of things you can do there. Do I like having the fact that you're going to have 26 and then I think it's 24 million in back-to-back years? Or maybe I think it might be 26 and a half and then 26, whatever it is, over the next two years? Eh. No, not really. But um, it's this year and one more year, right? No, it's this year and two, two more, more years. Two they more. can they can cut him for fourteen million in dead money in this in two years from now. But okay. I mean, that's fourteen million. That's still like, a huge yeah. chunk of money. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I mean, so see, see, you did try to save Stevens there with that piece on CausewayStreet.com. I, I so you did. do believe in Stevens somewhat. <laughs> you still have that. You still have that like, clear hope. Like I said, Brad Stevens is an excellent basketball coach, but he has to have the right players. And right now, two ISO heavy wings aren't really what's going to get him to where he wants to go. Uh, but that said, Horford, I think would help the cause, and I think there's a few other guys out there that I mean, you think of like an Isaiah Thomas right now. How about that coming off the bench scoring instead of watching Jeff Teague's the end of his career right now? I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy some of that stock. Do you, do you ever get the vibe that Danny Ainge doesn't want players back on the team? After he's gotten rid of them? Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's kind of awkward, Sean. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I, welcome I back. I away your broken hip for, you know, for <laughs> yeah. three, ripped apart my team. So. And here's my thing, too, especially when, you know, you get to a point where you have to trade him again. Like, what if that happens? <laughs> like Antoine? <laughs> Antoine, he had no problem doing that to Antoine. I know. Well, it's different. Sure. They, yep. I, Everything that happened, like like Zach just said, like after everything that happened the first time. Yeah, but I'm not like forget the Isaiah part about it, but like Al Horford, like I don't think that Danny's in on it because I don't think he wants Al back. I also think that he should have been on Jay Crowder last year and he wasn't. Oh, here we go. Crowder again, and now Isaiah Thomas has been obviously the perfect. The perfect fit for replacing Jeff Teague. Yeah, but Horford, remember, he didn't trade Horford. He, like, Horford walked because he's like... I understand. I understand. No, no, no. Sean's trying to say, he's trying to, like, like Danny's, like, stubborn to be like, oh, you walked away from here, so no. We're, yeah, we're, you're not... We, we only do this once. That's what I feel like he's doing, like, because... I told you, to, you know, to take this contract the first time. Is it? <laughs> he didn't get a chance to offer a contract. He was just like, oh, 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 you got a contract from Philly. Ah, oh, that's what's up. That's cool. Is there another team in the league that could benefit from Isaiah Thomas more than a fucking Celtics right now? Mm-hmm. in the Celtics right now. <laughs> that's, a, just, that's in a playoff picture no. now. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think there's any other team that has such a gap in bench scoring that is actually like sort of a contender than the Celtics. And especially, no one else is relying on Jeff fucking Teague. I can I guarantee that. Wow. Uh, Not only that, Teague, but like the, like the Celtics Teague, are like. He just getting, getting dragged with his fuck. The, the Celtics, <laughs> the Celtics <laughs> are like dead last in, in like fourth you know, quarter like points. Teague, so like, you know. Fuck Teague. <laughs> I had Teague's back at the beginning of the season. Bullshit is performance, man. Making me look like an idiot. Go ahead, Joel. Did Go you pick ahead. him up on your fantasy, by the way? Is that why you're mad at him? Extra mad at him? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sean wanted to draft. I wanted to draft his ass. One of the drafting. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. No, I mean, but they, I was saying before that the Celtics, I think they're like dead last or, or hovering around there when it comes to fourth quarter points. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Isaiah here is going to, 
it's going to light it up like it used to do, you know, three, four years ago. But I, I mean, it's, does it hurt to really take a look at him? Apparently, for Danny Ainge. Apparently. Uh, apparently, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right that's the moral of the story here. That's the moral. Of the, that's the lesson that we're, that we're learning. Before waiver wire season, let's let's get into trade season first. You know, first things first. But obviously, we'll get more into that uh, next week. Zach Pelican, CosmicStreet.com. Zach, where can everyone find you on Twitter? At OTW Sports Radio, and I do have some news for you guys. Oh. I am I'm yeah. in the process of uh, reviving the show with a few others. So uh, no shit. We, 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 yeah, we've been out of order for better part of like three years, three maybe three oh. and a half years almost. But yeah, we're playing to the to the to the listeners because I, I bet you like eighty percent of our li- listeners just recognize you mostly for being the Causeway guy, you know. So like, <laughs> you know? the capologist, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. You've been writing for the cipher for years now, so but go ahead. Yeah, no. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna reboot the show um, off it's the wagon sports original. radio. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we had the show going for a little over. It was about. A, year and a half that we had done it uh, you know it's all boston sports uh, celtics bruins patriots red sox talked a little bit of soccer here and there but that that kind of fizzled out um one because you know it's the new england revs and the mls but you know what are you, you, you going to do um but you know good time and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna revamp it and i think it's gonna be coming back probably in the next couple of weeks that we're gonna have uh something to put out there so nice nice go. nice yeah man yeah you great know, you, yeah but yeah that your twitter handle has been it's been alive and well these last you know <laughs> with your hot it takes never went away and all it sports and all sports that's exactly i mean you hey you know what if you guys want to talk about something a little more uplifting you can talk about the patriots free agency Oh, yeah, you mean, you know, you mean they're spending the money that they should have spent last season? Oh, okay. That's, cool. that's what's up. It's been, a, it's been a good week for the for, for the Patriots. I would much rather talk about Cam Newton than fucking Jalen Brown right now. <laughs> you, yeah, you mean sure. you, didn't, you didn't burn your Cam jersey there, uh, Dutra? No, I did it. I nice, did it. Nice. What? You know what? Solid, solid purchase. Got going to get two full seasons. <laughs> and you'll be able to wear it to the stadium this year. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So One I, of the few drunken purchases that actually panned out. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it necessarily panned out. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, still, it's still, still in progress. <laughs> it's still weird. Like, at, like on on Sunday in like November when I was walking to the grocery store with my Cam Newton jersey on, and they've lost four straight and he can't fucking find his receivers that was a weird time to have the jersey <laughs> everyone's like everyone's like you know looking at you with these weird these weird glances yeah. like come on man i'm sorry i just, yeah. just wanted to wear something on a sunday hey, don't you remember when i was here in the first four games of the season you guys were like what that's a great jersey right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get that yeah i get that jake bailey jersey yeah exactly <laughs> we'll talk to you next time man appreciate you that sounds was, good gentlemen stay good to talk to you all right, peace. Later, man. All right, good old Zach, cheering us up in some yep. way. Fuck this team, bro. So right. guess not. All right, well, <laughs> guess not. with that, we transition into uh, Sean's looking ahead. Uh, I'm really upset for not going with my gut feeling last week, Sean. I was like pretty dead set that they wouldn't go above 500. They hadn't been playing like an above 500 team. Yeah, and we are a week later uh, looking at a 2020 squad. So. John? We all felt we all fell for the uh, the four game winning streak uh, uh, Kool Aid. We drank that. I, I, I want to preface this edition of looking ahead. I'm going with my gut this time. All right, you know, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm calling it. Go ahead. You 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 tell us what's next. What, what's next for this for this dang dreadful Celtics team? Because it doesn't even matter at this point. You know. Well, but what we got? What do we have? Go ahead. 
Yeah, man. I think uh, I hopefully I'm mad back to back. I really, I really Word. hope. What's, that's I, what's up. So, so no Kemba. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's what's up. More yeah. Jeff Teague. More Jeff Teague. Great. More Teague. Word. <laughs> Shit, we might even see some waters, guys. I mean, let, let's be honest. Is it that crazy? Is it that you know? Hashtag free Tremont. Free Tremont. Well, you know, on 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 uh, Friday, the Celtics, uh, the Celtics are going to go up against you know the. <laughs> John's exhausted. Look at him. Yeah. They're, they're going up against a team that, you know, they should be about 10 games better than and probably bully them in a trade. But, you know, uh, they're going playing the Kings and the Kings come to Boston. Oh, another, uh, another, another, uh, another case, another chance to showcase, uh, some yeah. of, uh, you know, yeah. some, well, no, no, some no. talent over there that, that, that Southern fans went on this side. Right. Exactly. They get a firsthand look at what they can't have. Work. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. So Harrison Bonds <laughs> are probably, you know, put up 20 and 10 or some shit. And then we'll be like, whoa. <laughs> no, you know, maybe he'll get traded in the middle of the game, bro. You never know. Switch the jersey. <laughs> Switch locker rooms, bro. <laughs> Talk about a bold prediction, bro. That would be insane. He comes back out with a plain, a plain uh, Celtics jersey with no number on it, no name, because they couldn't, they couldn't stitch one in time. Whoever for they traded for, for him, he just takes their jersey and like <laughs> tape over the name. <laughs> just takes their number. Uh, so at yeah. the moment, the moment there you see Harrison go. Barnes like leaving, like going to the, to the to the locker room for whatever reason, everyone's like, "Oh shit, maybe something went down. Maybe a deal went down. They had to pull him out of the game." No, he should. They should go. They should go full Doug Mirabelli with that. Yo. Just oh, off, off the airplane, you know, <laughs> Logan Airport. Yeah, man. You don't know who he's playing for, and he comes in. He's rocking the Celtics jersey. Comes get the, the tunnel. Get oh, the stadiums. Get the stadiums. Oh, fucking, uh, you play, know, play. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Spread that rumor at halftime. Just be like. Hey, why is Harrison Barnes joining the Celtics locker room? <laughs> I just saw Harrison Barnes walking. The- no, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna. Someone, be with oh, that's, that's what's up. Oh, someone's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's at the free throw line. <laughs> stop, stop, stop spreading rumors. Yo, just saw him outside talking to Danny Ainge on the way in, guys. <laughs> He's literally changing jerseys in the hallway. Just put None the big eyes, the big eye emoji in the it. locker room. Put the googly eye emoji and just be like oh, Barnes? Question mark. <laughs> Barnes going in the Celtics locker room. Ooh. Someone just comments. Someone just comments, bro. That's definitely Shemmy Elgin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Javante Green. <laughs> bro, Javante got a fade, bro. That's Javante Green. <laughs> I, yeah, and talk about stupid ass players that wouldn't make it in any other team in the league. Anyways, uh, uh, come on. What way, to kick them, way to kick them while they're while they're down. Go ahead. What team is Semi Ojale and Javante Green getting 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 run on? The 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 fucking Celtics, John. That that's the team, bro. That's, that's it, bro. Bro, <laughs> they've they've gotten more starts than like they would have ever gone anywhere else. Even if they went to like Houston right now, they wouldn't be fucking starting in Houston. No, no, Houston would be balling right now. Well, they probably wouldn't start, but they would be playing more. All right, why are we talking about this? I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Who the uh, fuck is Celtics playing? Damn. Kings, Kings on Friday. Stupid hypotheticals. Sunday, oh Sunday matinee, just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> oh, back to back in matinees. No, or... it's not a back to back. So no, no, but just in general, oh. stretch the stretch. Yeah. Be... So Friday, Friday night games, uh, which <laughs> I also, I also think the Celtics in Friday night games. Don't get me, don't get. I don't want to get it twisted, but I don't think they've been doing the best in actual Friday night games. Oh shit! All right. This- just look, look, freaking look that up. Well, there hasn't been a lot of Friday night games like there used to be. It used to be like yeah. Wednesdays and Fridays; those were their their nights to play. Yeah, they've been playing on TNT a lot too. Yeah, yeah. they're playing a lot of Tuesday games and Thursday games, and stupid yeah. Sunday matinee games. And we also got the uh, Patreon sign up 
subscribe. Get up Causeway After Hours for some. Uh, if you think we're crazy on this show, you gotta check out the After Hours. That's when we're really crazy. Oh yeah, you want you want to see the young you want to see the young cut side of Causeway. I'm in the car with my wife and my phone's going off in my pocket. I'm like, I fucking pull in my pocket. I go, Paula, I'm driving. Can you? I, I don't want to like look at my phone while I'm driving with Jordan in the car. So I was like, just just tell me what's going on. <laughs> And she's literally like, what the fuck, Sean? <laughs> like, immediately, it's my fault. You're fucking hanging out with people willy-dilly because you got to be the center of attention, huh? You're like, all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? She didn't even tell me. She didn't even tell me that you got COVID. I'm just, I'm just I didn't have COVID, by the way. Just, uh, just uh, as I told you what the message said. Why did you get COVID? I didn't get COVID. Why did you get guys. COVID, though? <laughs> I didn't get COVID. I didn't. When, when Paulo told me what happened in a text message. <laughs> <laughs> How did she I say got, it? I, I, I got to hear this. How did she say it? She go, she After basically, she stopped yelling at you. She basically went, you have fucking COVID. <laughs> Well, we got another Sunday matinee against the another team that we could be trading with, the Orlando Magic. Huh? Oh, wow. oh, I was going to bring that up with Zach. I was going to bring them up. Damn shit. Isn't it fun? So, you know, the Celtics will probably get stomped by about 40 uh, against a team <laughs> that they're going to try to, you know, trade with. Because uh, it's a Sunday matinee game. So there you go. But Aaron, Aaron Gordon wants out, though. That's, 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 not, that's a good sign. Yeah, Aaron Gordon wants wants out, and I'm yeah, he's being he's being, show, he's being showcased now. They finally unleashed him. You know how they do. You know yeah. we've seen this before. I'm sure the Celtics are on the top of his list of where he wants to go. You know, uh, and you know what? Maybe are you being sarcastic? Because I I I think so. Maybe maybe the Magic are really interested in you know it's, it's being sarcastic, right? Fuck yeah, you. yeah, definitely sarcastic. I why why wouldn't why, what the fuck? Why the sarcasm? Yo, I really liked I really liked how Larry Nance Jr. looked. The other night, I think he'd be a good, a good addition to the to the this that disaster that is the Celtics right now. Bro, that dude is a cornerstone over there, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like the only player that ever said, like I don't want to leave Cleveland. So yeah. I don't know if they really want to. That was without LeBron, that was the game the of the year for those guys. Right? Yeah, and also, also too, I feel like if you bring Larry Nance Jr. in, it's just throwing garbage on top of garbage. A lot of positivity right now on this episode. Yeah, Probably right. heard. There you go. All right. If you're uh, still listening, guys, just don't don't unsubscribe. <laughs> Grizzlies on Monday back to back, so matinee right into a back to back. So there you go. So there'll be Kembalis in this game uh, up against John Morant and the crew. They also got to travel from. I love their chances. Which, by the way, Kemba, yo, all all jokes aside, with people you like to say about Kemba's defense, man, he stepped it up a notch. Like it's, it, this team has gotten to the point when it comes to whether we're talking defending the three point arc. Or just defending the backcourt in general, that I'm like, man, this team, this defense needs some freaking Kemba right now. And that's that's being said with with after uh, Marcus Martin's comeback. And I, listen, I know he's on a on a minute restriction, so that's a big part of it as well. But it's like I never thought I'd be I'd be saying that right now. Yeah, yeah, man. It seems it's like improving that end. It's you know, it, it just I don't know. It is. I, I, he's got nothing. I, you got nothing. I got nothing. No, I'm just saying, man. Just you know. <laughs> So we're going so, up, up so, to the Grizzlies, or we got so one who's uh, yeah who's who, who's next? Wait, who, who, who's the Grizzlies? That's three games. Uh, that's, that's Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, and then you know I will go up to here. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. One more, and then we got uh, 
the the Milwaukee Bucks, new PJ Tucker in the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh uh, man. Celtics travel to Milwaukee. It's gonna be so aggressive for the Bucks, man. It's gonna be it's gonna he's gonna be obnoxious next to yeah. He's gonna get Giannis all riled up. And it's and it's like a good thing that the Bucks can add a guy like that, you know, because they're good. You know what I mean? So like they add a piece like a PJ Tucker and <laughs> It improves their team. I you know, up. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah, you know, if the Celtics got PJ Tucker, it would just be fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, wow. Yeah, I love we just going through the schedule and we're just talking about every single possible <laughs> options <laughs> of, of potential play, players that Celtics could trade for right now. I'm right? surprised Sean didn't be like, oh, you know, John Moran. You know, he would be looking good in Celtics jersey. You know, it's, but that's not gonna happen. So let's yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him. No, it's just a. It's just a tough time for the Celtics right now. So I don't know, guys. What you so, got? So no, no, no four, no. Kings, Magic. Oh, no, you, we got to, we got to do it first, right? Joel, you go first. Kings, Magic, Grizzlies, and Bucks. Um, I'm gonna go two and two, two and two. Really? Yeah, I think Man, they lose. I, I think I think they lose to Orlando. They beat the Kings, lose to Orlando, and uh, beat the Grizzlies, lose to the Bucks. All right. So win one, lose one, win one, lose one, like that. Oh, by the way, the Bucks, the last game before the trade deadline. Hmm. Right. Well, I knew there was one more, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Hmm. You know why too? Because after the trade deadline, they play the Bucks again. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So But that's uh, looking, looking ahead, so yeah. why don't you shut the fuck up? But at least you got it back to back though. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm out of line. That's I'm out of line. <laughs> yeah, way out of line, bro. Way out of line. That's looking at the horizon over there. That's looking at a, yeah. oh, what's going on down over there? Okay. Oh. How rude, of, how rude of We look ahead. We yeah. don't look too far ahead. Oh, okay? We don't need a. We don't need our binoculars for that one. Don't crank. Don't crank the zoom. Don't crank the zoom. <laughs> crank the zoom. I'm a scumbag, bro. I'm a scum. Yeah, no, you really no you bird really, watching. No. That com- that one comment brought this segment back years. Yeah, so mad, and then I literally realized what I did, and I was like, "Shit, fuck." <laughs> now, what is anyone going to listen for next? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen. I'm looking ahead. This, uh, I wonder. Don't worry about it, bro. They're playing the fucking Bucks. Way room. <laughs> <laughs> don't even, don't even listen to the next episode. <laughs> don't even listen to those clowns. <laughs> clowns looking ahead. My ass. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> they ruined it. You know what? I'm going three and one. I'm going three and one. Hmm. All right. Cool. I'm going with my gut. A little something different. All right. Cool. All right. I'm thinking. So I think there's two ways this can go. If they can make a trade in these next four games, <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going three, three and one. No trade. No trade. <laughs> yeah, that's part of our prediction. No trade. I, I, two and two. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh wait, 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 wait. Don't get me wrong. I think there'll be a trade, but I don't think it'll be a trade before those games are played out. All right, guys, I'm going three and one. Going three and one. Hmm. Wow. Even that's more positive than I thought. It'd be. That's the most negative review I've ever done. How do you? How do you see this thing playing out? I'm, I'm going to say. Well, they definitely look at the fucking magic on the Madden A. They always have issues with the magic. The magic just—I don't know—for some reason they just. They I'm get, going they Bucks. Get excited when they play I think the they're going to win. I think they win three straight. I'm going. I'm going the Bucks. They're going to lose against the Bucks. You think they beat teams they should? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be pretty. But I think they're going to. The hardest one's going to be the Kings. Actually, no, the Magic. Excuse me. The magic. I'll tell you exactly. The, magic, the Magic's the by far the hardest one. They might the, even. They might go to overtime. The Kings, I think, are going to come in Friday night and beat the fuck out of the Celtics. They, they, <laughs> just because. <laughs> like, it may be a blowout, bro. 
Like, it may be like, you? This team wants to trade with us? <laughs> plus, 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 here's, a, here's an incentive. For they them did to beat do the that. Lakers a couple weeks ago. The Kings have not won in Boston in 13 games. Well, I'm sure. Uh, who the fuck's the coach? Let's trade with us. Um, Walton. <laughs> oh. I'm sure Draper's bringing that up in all of his interviews right now. He's like, you know how many times you've been to Boston without a winner? <laughs> all right, fellas. Big game Drapes. You know how it is. Oh, and 13. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Man, I feel like we've been talking for a while, but... No, put it this way. I feel like we have been talking for a while, but time's flying, I guess. Uh, yeah, I feel like because everything's been negative, you know, and time flies <laughs> when, when you're shitting on this, this shitty Celtics team. <laughs> Time flies when you're, you're on the going through the going through the list of problems about this team. Time, and fly, really time flies when you're shitting on the pot. I really, I really. When you're, what'd you say? When you're shitting on the pot. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're shitting on the pot. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, right. I think, <laughs> never heard the yeah. toilet be called a pot. You know, shit, shit on the pot or get up. Oh, so we've like, been shitting shit on the pot. Up the pot. I've yeah. heard. I that. Thought it, yo, I thought it was a lyric, a song lyric. I was like shitting on the pot, like. I thought it was one of like <laughs> I'm trying to think of what song it kind of sounds like, but I can't. on a street light. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to sing? Shit on a pot. <laughs> well, we haven't done that in a while. Singing, singing a little bit on the podcast. Now that that should line things oh. up a little bit. Oh, there we oh, go. That was that was when the, the team was fucking much. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up <laughs> the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street, where we take our trip around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. It went from it went Bro, from time to look ahead to yeah. So I guess we're fucking looking ahead. Great. Yeah, right. I yeah. guess the season hasn't fucking over yet. <laughs> hey, also, also, I really hope, I really hope we look back on this episode and we're just like, like when the Celtics like are on a ten zero run, we're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, this is gonna be a classic. Bro. Was, we, that was a turning point right there. <laughs> we really gave up on the team too early, huh? How can how do we so? Oh no 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 no! It's gonna go the other way. Well, I don't know about you guys, but bro, I never thought this team was gonna fail. <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna be. Like, I mean, I mean, I was down on the team, but I wasn't. Compl- I didn't think they were completely out of it. You know, I, I never, I never stuck the fork in them. You know, I never. <laughs> Although Zach couldn't even say it with a straight face. I mean, like, is that do I think it's going to happen? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, they're, absolutely they're not gonna, fucking not. They're not gonna turn this thing. I'm not saying it can't happen, but is it going to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Better that than uh, you know. I don't know. This team could either get losing the first round or. Uh, you know, make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't, I don't know. It's just, you don't know what's going to happen with this team, you know? Never know. You never know. You'd be free to be a first-round exit, or, you know, you could win, win it all. You know, you really don't know. <laughs> this team this team could finish at a 500 team, or they could win all the games. <laughs> what cures that? Winning. <laughs> really? Really? That, there's, there's, there's a possibility of both of those happen. The fact is that this locker room dynamic has not quite worked out. Oh man, no man, that's too much. <laughs> Imagine, wait, wait. Are you saying that you really think that this team could win out right now? I'm, no, but I'm, I mean, they could go either way. They go either way. I'm just saying, there's a chance, okay? And the way things are going, you know, you actually never know. Yeah, I mean, I guess in life anything is possible. But Jesus, I mean, <laughs> that's what uh, this roster looks like. You know, first round exit or Eastern Conference Finals. You know, appearance. Who knows? In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. All right. In case you missed it. Kevin Durant is expected to miss another week or two, according to the Nets, with a hamstring injury. He has 
I know, right? That's, that's what I was going about to say. Like he's missed thirteen games so far, and guess what? The fucking Nets are twelve and one in those games. So who gives a shit, right? As long as James Harden is still playing, because even yeah. even 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 Kyrie's missed a bunch of games. But fucking New Jersey, bro. James Harden still 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 kicking. Good for good for the Nets. Not. We should ask, the, we should ask Zach if a. If, if, if the the Meadowlands is having uh, fans back at the arena, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, the Continental Continental Airlines is that was, that was the name of that that, that arena back in the day. <laughs> the Continental Airlines arena, it was. It was, it was right next to it was right, it was right next to Giant Stadium, right? I, I, yo, 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 the Izod Center. I'll age myself right now, bro. The Izod Center for like a year. The clothing company, bro. Yo, everyone was yo, is buying that company still really exists. The Izod or whatever it's called. <laughs> yep. I don't actually know. I haven't seen anyone rocking Izod in a while. Izod. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Izod, dude. That's it was the Izod Center there. I think they bought it like a one year deal, bro. Yeah, guess who never wore Izod? Sway, obviously, bro. Doesn't even know how to pronounce it, man. Pops did. My dad did. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Pops definitely did. But Pops is a polo guy. He only had like a couple of those Izods. He didn't have much shit. He was a polo guy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Izod has a fifty percent off sales uh, right now, so just in case. Okay, so where at, bro? Macy's. This is still booming. Word. Right. Business is still booming. <laughs> Maybe they'll buy another arena online, no. or I gotta go to like the Macy's or some shit. Looks like you're good. Right on, right on the Izod website, guys. They got a website. That's good. <laughs> Sean's about to sign. He's about to be a freaking reward member. <laughs> like, guys, guys, guys! Just use my code. Just use my code. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a pop up that says, "Get my code." <laughs> Uh, there you go. <laughs> get that code, bro, and share it with us when you get a chance. Yeah, use uh, Dutra twenty, bro. Twenty percent <laughs> for your S Dutra twenty. Remember, remember the S guys. S is capitalized for an extra thirty percent off plaid shorts. <laughs> Give me some cufflinks or something, bro. That's all I want from those guys. Big clearance. Big clearance. <laughs> hey, they got they they never got a good golf apparel. I'll give them that. No, they might have some good stuff. But I'm older now. Maybe I can rock this stuff now. <laughs> hey, so what else do you guys feel think about Izod? <laughs> I got sneakers. <laughs> yeah, next week in the middle of the episode. Yeah. This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast brought to you by Izod. <laughs> Get 20% off your first purchase when you uh, enter the street. promo. Street. <laughs> street. <laughs> street 20. <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. Ron uh, tied this deal together last week. <laughs> Somebody was listening over there. That's great. Uh, shout out to you, Izod. <laughs> We're all rocking Izod in our fucking our, our remote fucking shit. Shout out to you, Ben Izod. <laughs> Little did we know, very big listener of the Cosmic Street Podcast. <laughs> Diehard Celtics fan. Still living in, lives in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. <laughs> Originally from Orange, but now he's just moving Originally in Hackensack. <laughs> loves the Meadowlands. Loves no, the Meadowlands and misses the Nets. All right. In case you missed it, LeBron James has become a partner in the uh, Fenway Sports Group, which uh, happens to own, you, you guessed it, the Red Sox. Uh, I don't that, know how I feel about that. That means technically, technically, Bron Bron is part owner of the team? Question mark? Psy? Can we, can we say that? Or is he uh, saying that? Is It does mean he's part owner of the team. Mm. He just happens to be... <laughs> involved in the group that owns the Red Sox, so can we just say that instead? No. All right. <laughs> no. I tried. It is what it is. It is that fucker. Okay, so let's let's be honest. Do you think that uh... this all started with Liverpool? By the way. Well, it all started. No, it all started with Fenway Sports Group going in 
with uh, Clutch Sports. That's where this all started. Yeah, isn't that when like the Liverpool deal came through? Because they LeBron has some stake in Liverpool, which yeah. the Sox have some stake in Liverpool. Yeah, man. I mean, but that relationship started before the LeBron relationship, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, okay. Back in like 20, 2013. something like that. Twenty twelve, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, it, they've been, they've been slonging on uh, LeBron <laughs> for a very long time. And, and uh, sure, if you want to put it like that. Some pe- some some would say in bed with each other, but okay, we can All go. Right. With that. Yeah, we'll go with your term. We'll go with your phrase. <laughs> annoying, it's annoying. Like the the tone deafness. Like you know, like obviously there there are some people that hate LeBron James for the wrong reasons. I just hate him because he's an asshole and duly uh, really noted. You know, and I've you're a Southern, you grew up in Southern Spain. Just say that. Right? Yeah, I know. That's, that's, don't no, need to don't need to no. further explain yourself on that. Yeah. Or you're a Boston you sports fan. That's all. That's all you got to say. Yeah. And LeBron actually enjoys the hate, so it just you know, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You know what though? My 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 hatred towards LeBron is not like uh, it's it's annoying now because I have to justify it. I can't just be like, "Yo, fuck LeBron," right? Because then they're like, "Oh, you fucking must be racist," then because <laughs> you know we must watch Fox News and they say that shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you say? You shut up and dribble too? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah exactly. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I got to make sure I'm ahead of it. But uh, no, I think I think LeBron in Boston is all bad. I mean, he's gonna. The only the only thing. I mean, I wouldn't mind LeBron in Boston right now playing basketball, but um, you know that's never gonna fucking happen. So yeah, but he's not even. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be one of those like from afar. You, I don't think you'll see him in Boston or at Fenway. Have we have we ever seen? Oh, him? he's definitely gonna pull up. Are you kidding me? He's gonna be all over, bro. And that's, you, what this is, that's what a lot of this is about. Come on, bro. yeah. They're trying to get. They're trying to. They're it's so obvious. They're trying to. Uh, they're they're targeting a specific audience. Obviously, baseball fans. Obviously, baseball is dying. It's not going to get any better, or at least it hasn't gotten any better. I should say. That's what I meant to say. And this is this is a win win for both sides. That's exactly what better, what better for the sport than have the right. See him at Fenway. A bunch of you know, obviously. Diehard Sox fans, regardless of how how well the Sox are playing, when people are allowed to go back to Fenway, people are going to show up. They're going to it's going to be packed, regardless of how the team is doing. And LeBron's going to even just going to add more to that. Oh, I thought just Alex Cora coming back was enough, but okay, all right, I get you. I think it would be great if LeBron, you know, I get started on that. Fought the Indians, you know, and then maybe really fought for changing the name of the Cleveland Indians. You know, that would have been fine. Nah, man, yeah, you should change him to the, yo, the Cleveland baseball really, team. Yo, that's a really good point, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, but he's Especially a Yankee fan. He's never had, he cared about the Indians. After what was going on before. Yeah, no. Remember that one season he 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 did? And everyone was like, bro, oh. you wear Yankee caps all the time. Yeah. He went to, like, their playoff games, remember? I think that was the season the Southern, I mean, the Southern. The Red Sox knocked them out. No, that was the season that uh, the, the Indians played the Dodgers in the World Series. No, the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. The Cubs, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was against the Dodgers. <laughs> and what the Cubs? Uh, bro, they, they played against, they they played against Tampa in the World Series. It was against Tampa, okay? Yo, you, do you even know baseball, bro? Yo, yo, do you even watch the sport of baseball? Come on. Uh, you think all blue teams are the same? Huh? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. All right, in case you missed it, OKC Thunder have traded Trevor Ariza to the Miami Heat for good Why? old, for good old Meyer, Myers Leonard and the draft pick. Following the trade, OKC put out a statement saying Leonard will not be reporting to the team and will not be an active member of the organization. So oh, that's it for this dude's career, pretty much, because 
he's got a team option. And uh, guess what? My team, he's going to pick that shit up. So, And speaking of Ariza, who's uh, heading to Miami, he becomes the most traded player in NBA history. This trade to Miami makes it 11 times he's been moved in his career. I mean, I believe he was moved like three times before the season started, right? In like in a week. That was that, you tell, that was some sort of record. You tell me someone beat out Popeye Jones? Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. Popeye Jones really traded that many times? <laughs> no. News. I don't believe this piece. That dude played for everyone, man. Literally. At least at least eleven or yeah, ten. But, well, maybe those are more like free agent signings. This dude was traded like, you know, back and forth to, you know, the same team a few times. Oh, you- you're saying how many times he was traded, how many teams he played for? No, not how many teams he played for. Traded, traded. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different record. I don't know who holds that, but I'll look it up maybe and talk about it next episode. All right. In case you missed it, former yeah, NBA. Update on that. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I will. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'll need it. I need it actually right now. I don't think I can move on to the next topic without an update. All right. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me Google that for you. <laughs> Just one second, sir. <laughs> Give me one second. One second. One second. One second. One second. <laughs> most obnoxious keyboard <laughs> just like keyboards in general they're just like fuck dude so fucking loud alright in case you missed it former NBA big man Sean Bradley uh, suffered a bike accident that has left him paralyzed the uh, 7 foot 6 center went public about this accident this week and the accident occurred actually back on January 20th of this year uh, he was struck from behind by a car while riding his bike about a block from his home in St. George, Utah. He's been in the hospital for over the past eight weeks, going through rehab following neck fusion surgery due to a spinal cord injury. So uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Sean Bradley during this difficult time. The Dallas Mavericks actually released um, a press release on this, a statement on on this whole thing about like bike safety. You know, uh, I mean, I know around here in Boston, there's, all these new um, bike lanes that are being built and shit. So, yeah, man, it's terrible, terrible news. Awful. All right, I get a lot of I got a lot of thoughts on this. How big of a bike is it that Sean Bradley has to ride? And how do you not see him? Right. I mean, we don't know the whole story. Maybe he was drinking. Maybe I, I don't know. But man, that's that's awful. Bro. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough break. You're right. Um, how do, no, it, how do you it, miss Sean Bradley on a on a bike? I'm just saying, like bike safety. There's a lot of like I see a bike and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like I gotta pull. Like I almost go like, uh, uh, I almost put myself in danger to not fuck the biker up. You know what? I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you cut, cut somebody off real quick just to avoid a bike. Yeah, right? that's the last thing that I want is to fucking have to deal with a fucking an injured biker. All right, and last but not least, 26 years ago this week, the facts heard around the world. Sent by Michael Jordan, officially making his uh, his first return back to the NBA by simply saying, "I'm back." Hey, I've actually just uh, been rewatching the Last Dance, and it's it's amazing, still amazing every time. Still good, still good. Yeah, still it's like I'm I'm just into it. Like it, like 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 it isn't the third or fourth time I'm watching it. Sway hey, Sway still has an erection when he watches it. <laughs> well, please. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I got to rewatch that, too. That's a that's a good call. Good call. That's Guess what? Do- Just real quick, and, and Celtics News, I was, you know, definitely listening to everything you guys were saying, but I was also skimming through an article about 10 predictions for the trade deadline. Seems like the people started are starting to think that the Celtics may desperately trade for LaMarcus Aldridge. I think that's actually becoming like a reality. Why? Trade buyout. Yeah. Is it a buyout, you're saying? No, oh, trade. trade. 
Well, maybe that gives a chance for Danny to get rid of some leftover first round draft picks that they're not going to pan out for him. I yeah, was gonna say maybe maybe it's a first round pick and you know uh, a Grant Williams that gets it done. You never know. No, I think it would be. I mean, if they're gonna, yeah. and then you just that's your TPE guy. Yeah, the TPE. Yeah, yeah. Yo, leave that shit in there, bro. Yeah, I meant, I meant trade for all just. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean to go back to uh, Zach's point. You think Danny really wants to spend all that? I mean, that's a big chunk of it. He's not making twenty five million, but he's not that far off. Making twenty eight point. Twenty eight million. He is right. So yeah, it would be the whole TPE, pretty much. No, twenty four million. Twenty four million on expiring deal. So pretty much the whole P- TPE. Yeah, I would be yeah. happy. They traded the Marcus Aldridge. They could do it for Tristan Thompson, because the Spurs don't want to get worse, right? Yeah, yeah. The Spurs could say no still, but we should ask Zach that. Yeah. I would. Say, I would say yes to that. That's an upgrade. No, if you I'm literally said this a week ago, Sean. Fuck you. No, but hey, the Celtics weren't this fucking desperate where they needed to trade for a guy who gets bought out. Yeah, I know. But I think last week, um, it was all his good. Name, his, you know, his name came up because I said that you know the Spurs are more than likely going to buy him out. So as a buyout option, yeah, I think that'd be good. But you know, you still got to cut uh, a player or two. But whatever. Let's see what yep. happens. And before I forget, why they continue to find jurors in the trial of the police officer who killed George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for nearly nine minutes, the city of Minneapolis has reached a $27 million settlement with the Floyd family. So now it's time to get hashtag justice for George Floyd, hashtag justice for Breonna Taylor, hashtag justice for Jacob Blake, hashtag Black Lives Matter, and hashtag stop Asian hate as our thoughts and prayers are with the families of the eight victims, six of which were Asian women during the shooting in Atlanta this week. We are behind our Asian brothers and sisters. So let's stop all the hate, please. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Hit us up on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. And uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, Causeway After Hours, for your chance to, uh, to win a Celtics jersey. I mean, I, I know, I know they're not doing great right now, but that could change. <laughs> know, that right? could change. I don't want that. People <laughs> screaming, at the, screaming at the podcast right now. Oh, fucking Jersey. That could all change. That could all change. Guys, don't worry. You can wait for a player to be named later. Or maybe even get the 28.5 jersey that says TPE on the back. That's a that's a big seller right now. <laughs> Yo, that's a John Dutcher purchase if I ever heard of one. <laughs> Yo, I should. Are you selling that? Is that a thing? No, but I think if there was uh, more time left between the trade deadline, I think you could definitely rock that at the garden and get really good get really good reviews, you know? <laughs> yes. yes agreed, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time, folks. Hopefully, hopefully something happens at the trade deadline for the Celtics. If not, either way, we'll be talking about I think- it. If not, part two with Zach Belkwood coming up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Until then. Peace. Later.